0: I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. If you got your punk on ready? I came like out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. lead. Only oh, they tackle at the 40 year corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on guys and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast with your host Matt Bruning. It is Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas to everybody listening to this and congratulations to everybody who was in and won their championship games this weekend. Hopefully you guys have already had it decided. You don't have to sweat out Monday night like I do in multiple leagues tonight and by far... (laughs) One of the most frustrating feelings in the world when you sit there and have to sweat out an entire game, mostly because I got my hopes up earlier on Sunday, got up in both of my main leagues uh, pretty big at times, and thought, you know what, this is easy, it's a win for me, I let myself believe it, got all excited, and I was wrong. I am behind in one, up a little bit in the other, but still going to be close. Uh, so for everybody or anybody who has already secured their championship in championship week, congratulations to you on the hard-fought and well-earned championship. I'm sure, again, doing this over 16 weeks and winning the championship is no Easy feat, as I'm sure you guys all know. So congratulations, and again, Merry Christmas for today's podcast. Not a whole lot going on. So we're going to make today's podcast fairly simple. We are going to break down the two Saturday games and six of the Sunday games. Then we will preview Monday Night Football and call it quits. Uh, Let everybody get back to enjoying their holidays uh, and getting ready for Santa to come tonight and bring everybody, hopefully, what they've wanted for christmas post-game show is brought to you by christ i can't find it to hell with it to hell with it indeed so for the first game saturday we had the Washington Redskins and the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee pulling off the victory here 25-16. to For the Redskins, Josh Johnson uh, struggles in this one. It doesn't do much in fantasy compared to what he had been the past couple weeks. Just 153 in the air with one touchdown, two interceptions, and 22 yards on the ground to give you 10.3 points in fantasy. Adrian Peterson has himself a good day in this one. 13 points in fantasy. 119 on the ground if you were... Smart enough, I guess would be the right word, to play him. You benefited from that decision. At the wide receiver position here, really the only player coming through for you is Jamison Crowder with 78 yards on 5 catches. Uh, looking good out there. Wish I would have started him getting you 10.3 points in fantasy. For Tennessee Marcus Mariota sucks getting you 5.1 points and then Blaine Gabbert had to come in uh, and he gets you 8 points here so neither one of them coming through for fantasy hopefully you do not have to rely on either one of them here in championship week. Marcus Mariota 110 in the air no touchdowns no interceptions Blaine Gabbert 101 in the air with one touchdown. For the running back, Derrick Henry continued to be a playoff champion for probably most fantasy teams. 84 yards on the ground with a touchdown, continuing a very impressive streak over the past three weeks to get you 15.7 points in fantasy. For the wide receivers here, uh, Taylor... Uh, Taiwan Taylor, or I'm sorry, was uh, the best on the day with 7.9 points followed fairly close behind him with Corey Davis at 6.1. Both having a fairly decent days here if you started either one of them. Highly doubt anybody started uh, Taiwan Taylor. Uh, but he gets you the 64 yards on three catches. Corey Davis 45 on three catches as well and adds one yard rushing. So, you know, he had that going for him. Next up we had the Baltimore Ravens surprisingly beating the Los Angeles Chargers not a not quite the game I expected I really thought that uh, that Los Angeles here would end up coming away with the win. Lamar Jackson continues to produce at an elite level, or not, I shouldn't say an elite level, but a good level for fantasy quarterback. 16.1 points in this one, 204 in the air, and one touchdown adds 39 yards on the ground. Gus Edwards has himself a fairly decent day. Again, 92 yards on the ground to get you 11 points in fantasy. Uh, just continuing to, I think, lock up this backfield for the future possibly but that's something we can talk about once we get into the offseason at the wide receiver position nobody does anything except for my guy Mark Andrews at tight end Talked about this kid multiple times out of Oklahoma. I still don't understand how, why Hayden Hurts got drafted before him, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't understand that as well. 83 yards on two catches and get you a touchdown as well. We talked about it on Friday. He's the only player worth starting 15.3 points in fantasy for the Los Angeles Chargers here. Uh, Again, kind of a surprising game. Now, we did know Baltimore's defense was really good, um, so we didn't expect this to be a shootout. But for Phillip Rivers to only get 5.3 points in fantasy was extremely surprising to me. Just 181 in the air and two interceptions. Uh, I mean, not even possibly. He likely sunk many teams uh, this week in the championship game with that performance, Melvin Gordon we saw come back and uh, have himself a fairly decent game here twelve point nine points in fantasy. Uh, you know, yeah, coming back from a knee injury like that, you can't expect more out of him. He gets you the touchdown, which really kind of brings you the game there. Uh, and of course, Justin Jackson still involved as well, uh, but he does get you forty one yards on the ground, adds thirteen in the air. Justin Jackson. Uh, gets you 7 catches and 47 yards to get you 8.1 points in fantasy. And of course, because Philip Rivers struggled, really none of the wide receivers came through except for his favorite target, Keenan Allen, who gets you 8.3 points in fantasy with 58 yards on 5 catches. The Sunday games... The Cleveland Browns, baby. They do it again. Baker, the touchdown maker, leads the Browns to another huge win here. 26-18 for the Cincinnati Bengals. Jeff Driscoll. Sucks. I'm just kidding. He actually had a really good game here. 17.4 points in fantasy. Likely not starting for anybody in this one, but if, you know, two quarterback league or anything that you plugged him in there, I felt like, uh, you know, 17 points out of him was a fairly good job. Joe Mixon came up small in this one. Uh, which is really disappointing. I had Joe Mixon high this week. I thought he'd really have a great uh, game against this Browns defense that can be run on. Just 8.8 points in fantasy, 68 yards on 17 carries with 10 yards in the receiving game. For the wide receivers here, um, so nobody had a huge game here. Uh, we did see Cody Core and John Ross have Decent games, I guess, if you want to call them decent. Uh, 7.5 for Ross and 6.6 for Cody Core here. Uh, Cody Core, 36 yards on two catches. John Ross, just three yards on one catch, but did get the touchdown. Uh, We also saw CJ Uzoma, who likely wasn't being started either uh, in this game, but he did get you 49 yards and a touchdown as well uh, to get you 12.9 points in fantasy For the Cleveland Brownies, though, I mean, come on, give it up for the Browns. You know, I know they got eliminated from the playoffs, but this team has been awesome. Again, as a huge Cleveland Browns fan, it has never been more fun than to watch the Browns this year after just decades of of suckage, let's be honest. They've been horrible. Uh, But Baker, the touchdown maker, Baker Mayfield, Baker Dangerous Mayfield, however you want to put it, this dude has revitalized this franchise and it has been awesome to see. I talked about it Friday. I thought he'd have a huge day against Cincinnati. He did it a couple weeks ago. 25 points in fantasy. What a great day. Hopefully, he's going to help me win a huge championship in this one. But in all honesty, didn't even have the best pass in the game. But we'll get to that in a minute. 284 and three touchdowns in the air with 16 yards rushing for Baker. Nick Chubb continues to come through for you. Breaking the rookie rushing record placed by Jim Brown for this franchise. That is a huge deal. Imagine, even given the fact that he didn't even start. For the first three games of this, or I'm sorry, for the first four games of this year, he didn't even start. He was not starting for this team, guys. Matter of fact, except for a couple big runs, he wasn't even getting carries. He was doing nothing on this team, and to break that record is a big deal. Twelve point five points in fantasy, again with 112 on the ground. Duke Johnson has a a serviceable day here, nine point six points in fantasy, 12 yards rushing, but 54 yards receiving on six catches for the wide receivers here so we got to start with obviously who had the best day but I really want to talk about what Jarvis Landry did I'm going to save him for last the best day was Rashard Higgins here so 15 points in fantasy uh you know obviously the touchdown here helped him uh he gets you 60 yards and on the six catches but also had another touchdown called back I think was complete bullshit, uh, but that part of it is what it is. Uh, Brashad Perriman, 76 yards on two catches. Again, uh, just making the big plays. Jarvis Landry, 9.8 points in fantasy. Now, you would think, okay, hey, he had himself a fairly good day here, you know, receiving-wise. If you watched the game, obviously that didn't happen. Just 47 yards on four catches, but had a 63-yard bomb to brashard perriman and i'm talking about put it dropped it on a dime you could not have placed it in his hands better on a nice little double uh double reverse play i I i'm honestly not a coach i don't know how to exactly describe it but they pitched it to uh i believe it was duke johnson who pitched it back to jarvis landry who then ran up and just threw i mean a bomb it was a cannon shot by Jarvis Landry it was so much fun to watch uh Freddie Kitchens just has this team rolling and it has been just like I said awesome to see and fun to watch as a Browns fan but again 9.8 points in fantasy for Landry and of course David Njoku Finally comes through for us in fantasy after multiple weeks of suckitude. 14.8 points in fantasy here. Gets you a touchdown as well as 73 yards on three catches. A 66-yard play that pretty much iced the game for the Brownies. Next up, we had the uh, New York Giants and the Indianapolis Colts. Indy getting a huge late comeback win here in fantasy. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they didn't go to overtime. Almost went to overtime, 28-27. to For the Giants, Eli Manning has another big game. Likely wasn't starting for you, but 309 in the air with one touchdown, one interception to get you 21.4 points in fantasy. Saquon Barkley bounces back after having a bad game last week, 16.2 points in fantasy, 43 yards on 21 carries, and a touchdown and adds 34 yards on 5 catches. At the wide receiver position, we finally see Sterling Shepard step up in Odell's absence. 14 points in fantasy in this one, 113 yards on six catches. And then, of course, Evan Ingram as well S- has been, you know, a pretty much a wasted year for him, unfortunately, but has been bouncing back over the past couple weeks. 14.3 points in fantasy in this one, uh, with 87 yards on six catches. For the Indianapolis Colts, Andrew Luck. Comes through for you again, same thing. Kind of a bad week for him last week, but bounces back. Hopefully, you know, if you had survived last week. Of course, let's be honest, everybody kind of sucked last week. If you survived last week, 22.6 points in fantasy in this one. A great day for Luck uh, against, well, that has been actually a pretty poor defense lately. 357 in the air, two touchdowns at the running back position. So Marlon Mack uh, and Naheem Hines. Technically come through for you in fantasy, but neither one of them real pretty days for the NFL-wise. Naheem Hines leads the backfield with 12.3 points. Marlon Mack gets you 10.3 points in this one. Uh, Naheem Hines getting you just 2 yards rushing, but adds 41 yards on 4 catches and a touchdown in the rushing game. Marlon Mack, 34 yards on the ground with 1 touchdown as well. For the wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton on a bum ankle just continues to do it. 17.3 points in fantasy, 138 yards on 6 catches, Uh, Chester Rogers gets you a touchdown as well as Dontrell Inman gets you touchdowns to put you ahead in fantasy if you had the balls to start either one of them. Chester Rogers 54 yards on 7 catches, Inman 46 yards on 4 catches, Chester Rogers 14.9 and Inman 12.6 points in fantasy and of course at the tight end position if you started Eric Ebron he boned you. He screwed you unfortunately did get hurt in this one is probably what led to him being pulled out. For the rest of the game, 4.3 points in fantasy. Next up, we had the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Atlanta blowing the doors off Carolina in this one, 24-10. Matt Ryan, a great day here yet again. 2.39 in the air and three touchdowns to get you 21.5 points in fantasy. Tevin Coleman struggles in this one, does get hurt and pulled out of the game. Everybody hoping for a big one in this one, especially after the week he gave us last week, but does not. 5.1 points in fantasy. Brian Hill gives you 10.5 points in fantasy. Obviously, no one really started him, No 115 on the ground. Uh, Tevin Coleman gets you 51 on the ground. For the wide receivers, Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, and Julio Jones all score. However, if you listen to me Friday, I raved about Muhammad Sanu and Calvin Ridley in this matchup because I did not think Julio Jones would have a great day in this one. He does get you the 28 yards, obviously, and the touchdown uh, to get you... 10.8 10.8 points in fantasy. But Calvin Ridley and Mohamed Sanu stole the show in this one. Calvin Ridley, 16.5 points in fantasy. Mohamed Sanu, 19.5. Ridley, 90 yards on three catches. Mohamed Sanu, 81 on five. And again, all three scoring. Hopefully you guys played Mohamed Sanu and Calvin Ridley like I had talked about. Uh, and Austin Hooper comes up small in this one. And I had unfortunately touted him. So you guys probably got screwed by that call. Uh, just points six points in fantasy for Carolina. Uh, so we saw t- Taylor Henneke get his first start here, got injured, came out. Uh, Kyle Allen, another uh, fellow, not a fellow rookie because Henneke not a rookie, but rookie Kyle Allen came in, played a little bit here, but it was mostly the Taylor Henneke show here. 15.3 points in fantasy for him. Uh, 274 in the air with one touchdown and three interceptions. Christian McCaffrey. I'm telling you this dude deserves to be a top three pick next year. I'm sure most people who own him truly are with me on that because I've owned him this year and I think I owned him last year in one ray draft league and this dude has just been a baller. One, I'm sorry, 23.8 points in fantasy in this one. 101 on 21 carries and adds 77 yards on 12 receptions, breaking the NFL record for receptions by a running back. This kid is legit just continues to prove me right. I said it years ago, not even years ago, a couple years ago, when him and Leonard Fournette were coming out, he deserved, Christian McCaffrey deserved to be the number one pick in rookie drafts because of his versatility and Leonard Fournette's ankle injuries and issues. And now look at us. Leonard Fournette still dealing with the issues. Christian McCaffrey, baller since he's come into the NFL. For the wide receivers, uh, nobody really comes through for you at least fantasy-wise that you started. Curtis Samuel, 41 uh, yards on seven catches, uh, is the best, at least starter-wise, someone who would have started with 7.6 points in fantasy. DJ Moore just 2.9 points. In fantasy in this one with 19 yards on 2 catches. Jarius Wright had the best day. 69 yards on 7 catches to 9.4 points. Devin is just 3.3. Ian Thomas gets you a touchdown in this one. So if you started him, if you were a Greg Olson owner, you were rewarded 12.8 points in this contest here. With again the touchdown and 48 yards on 4 catches. Next up we have the Houston Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly winning this one 32-30 on a last-second field goal by Jake Elliott. So Deshaun Watson has a huge day for fantasy in this one. Three thirty-nine in the air with two touchdowns in adds 49 yards and two touchdowns rushing. To give you thirty-eight point five points, you know. Obviously, if you were a Don'ta Foreman fan or Alfred Blue fan, you didn't really love those rushing touchdowns from Watson, hoping they would go to him. Don'ta Foreman, just eight point seven points in fantasy. He did get his touchdown in this one, uh, but negative one yards rushing, and then twenty-eight yards on two catches and the touchdown. Alfred Blue, twenty-six yards on four catches and fourteen yards on four rushes uh, to get you a whopping 6 points in fantasy at the wide receiver position DeAndre Hopkins 14.9 points again doing all this without scoring a touchdown again 104 in the air with 9 catches and then of course the only wide receiver to score here was this I, I I don't I'm pretty sure it's Vincent Smith but it looks like Vicente Smith who knows Vincent Smith 10 points in fantasy here a rookie with 35 yards and a touchdown Uh, Demarius Thomas on this one unfortunately gets injured torn Achilles blew his Achilles out Uh, just sucks for a dude who's played his entire career in Denver Finally, going into uh, his free agent year, looking to possibly get a good contract, and uh, likely that will not happen for him now, is that is uh, about a year-long process, so he is likely going to miss all of 2019, as well as the rest of 2018, as well, including the playoffs. Which, again, just sucks for a guy who's kind of been a class act in the NFL uh, his entire career. Sad to see him have to go out like that. For the Philadelphia Eagles, we had the number one quarterback on the on the week, Nick Foles. Saint Nick, four seventy-one in the air with four touchdowns and one interception. It is ridiculous how good this guy is and coming keeps coming up clutch when Philly needs him. Thirty-three point nine points. Well, Maybe he wasn't the number one. I apologize. I thought he was the number one on the week, but he was not. But anyways, 33.9 points in this one. If you were uh, brave enough or had the had big enough balls to start Nick Foles, he came through for you. At the running back position, Darren Sproles, 18.3 points in this one. 32 yards on nine carries, but adds 76 yards on three catches and a touchdown. Uh, Josh Adams 21 yards on the ground and uh, well that's it he he had the touchdown called back I was trying to think I thought he scored a touchdown but he did have a touchdown called back in this one so just uh, 1.1 points for him Wendell Smallwood 4.7 at the wide receiver position Nelson Aguilar finally has a great game for the Philadelphia Eagles Uh, you know just coming in championship week when at this point he's probably sitting on everybody's waiver wire 116 for Five on five catches and one touchdown. Uh, Zach Ertz continues to be the best tight end in the game at the moment. 110 yards on 12 catches and two touchdowns to give you 28 points in fantasy. Broke the record in this game for most catches by tight end in a season. Uh, used to be held by Cowboys, Jason Witten. Great day for Zach Ertz and a great day for all of his fantasy owners as well, who I'm sure were extremely excited to see him put up those kinds of points. Next up, we had the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Miami Dolphins. Jacksonville fight, or not Jacksonville, I'm sorry, Miami actually fighting to get into the playoffs in this one and ended up coming up short with the loss. So for Jacksonville... We saw two quarterbacks in this one. Cody Kessler and Blake Bortles both played. Cody Kessler getting 106 in the air and Blake Bortles getting 39 in the air adding 25 yards on the ground. Cody Kessler getting you 4.4 in fantasy and Blake Bortles 4.1. At the running back position, so Leonard Fournette, He scored, guys, and I apologize because I said he would not be that great of a play this week. Uh, I just thought they'd get away from him a little bit more. They'd been giving David Williams carries. Tommy Bohannon had been getting carries. Carlos Hyde was inactive last week. This week it was TJ Yeldon. This team has just been a complete mess all year long, but Leonard Fournette scores... Comes through for you in fantasy. 43 yards on 18 carries and gets you a touchdown as well as 28 yards in the receiving game. Again, 14.6 points in fantasy. At the wide receiver position, D.D. Westbrook continues to be their best option. 8.9 points in fantasy, 45 yards on 7 catches for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, just... Horrible to see this happen Uh, again. They were in the playoff hunt. All they had to do was win, uh, and they would have um, a scenario where they would need help this weekend to get in, but they just could not get it done. Ryan Tannehill, just 11 points in fantasy, 146 in the air with one touchdown, one interception, adds 22 yards on the ground. Kenyon Drake does nothing in this one. He was the only one I thought you could start for this team. And uh, he definitely proved me wrong on that one. 31 yards on four catches. He also added in the rushing game... 23 yards on six carries to get you a total of 7.4 points. So he was by far the best running back on the day, uh, but not quite what I'd expected out of him. Brandon Bolden gets you 6.8 points in fantasy. All of that, though, coming pretty much from his touchdown run. And the Kalen Balage, or as being nicknamed by Matthew Barry, the Balage Barrage, who I said was an extremely overrated prospect, showed you why he's an extremely overrated prospect. Just 10 yards on four carries adds 39 yards on two catches, again, to get you the five points in fantasy. Brandon Bolden um, here just nine yards on four carries and then does get you the touchdown as well to get you to the six points. Just, I mean... I don't even know what to say about the Miami Dolphins anymore. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to them here in the offseason, how things go for them. Uh, Brandon Bolden's touchdown, by the way, was receiving touchdown, in case I didn't make that clear. Um, And as for the wide receivers, well, nobody did anything at all. Uh, Of course, you probably guessed that by the fact of what I read about Ryan Tannehill's horrible stats. Danny Amendola just 5.3, Devontae Parker just 2.3. And the last game that we will break down for today, the Green Bay Packers coming back and winning this game in overtime, 44-38 over the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers was the number one quarterback on the week. Of course, it helps when you have rushing touchdowns much like Deshaun uh, Watson did as well. But 42.9 points in fantasy in this one. 442 yards in the air and two touchdowns. Adds 32 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Just a phenomenal game. Looked like he was back. A.A. Ron back at it again. First ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt in my mind, leads the Packers to a huge win over the Jets. At the running back position, Jamal Williams, if you put him in, for an injured Aaron Jones, if you were lucky enough to get him or if you were someone who stashed him all year long and was able to play him in, with Aaron Jones going out, he produced Aaron Jones-like numbers. 24.6 points in fantasy, 95 yards on 15 carries and a touchdown. Huge day for him. For the wide receivers, almost all of these guys came through for fantasy, yet only one of them was probably being started in Devontae Adams. He had the best day by far with 18.6 points in fantasy, 71 yards on 11 catches and a touchdown. And guys, and I'm going to talk about this more in the offseason because I do love Devontae Adams. Literally the entire season, Devontae Adams did not go under 80 yards or did not give you a touchdown in every game, which means he produced double digits in every single game this year. Devontae Adams should literally, and I'm not even kidding when I say this, be... The consensus 1 1 at the wide receiver position in fantasy drafts next year. Not 1 1 all over overall, but the 1 1 of wide receivers. Anybody else going over him is just a bad call, in my opinion. This dude, again, has been awesome. And as long as he is tethered to Aaron Rodgers, he will continue to be. Equinemius St. Brown, ESB, a prospect I loved coming out of Notre Dame balled out in this one, showed us a flashes of the brilliance and skill that this guy has. 94 yards on five catches to bring you 11.9 points in fantasy. Jake Kumaro gets you 14.3 points in fantasy. And Marquez valdez Escantling. Get you as well a double digit performance with 10 points in fantasy. Marquez Valdez Scantling, 75 yards on five catches. Kumaro, 68 yards on three with the touchdown. For the New York Jets, Sam Darnold had a great game here and showed, uh, or I think gave a lot of hope. To New York Jets fans who are watching this game uh, to see their quarterback of the future 26 points in fantasy 341 in the air with 3 touchdowns again looked awesome Going to be really interesting to see the future with Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, and Josh Allen, who I think all, well, I'm going to be honest, all except for Josh Rosen, those three, Allen, Darnold, and Baker, have shown out and looked really good. So far this season, it's going to be interesting to see the new golden age of quarterbacks coming up in the next couple years. Elijah McGuire comes through for you in fantasy. If you started him, I've talked about him for the past couple weeks saying that we should start him. Uh, he's looked really good. 22 points in fantasy in this one. He gets you a touchdown on the ground with 35 yards and also gets you a touchdown in the air with 50 yards. Robbie freaking Anderson, man. I don't even remember. I'll have to go back to Friday's podcast and listen to see if I t- touted him. I hope I did. Now, if I didn't, hopefully you started him because this dude has just balled out the past couple weeks. 24.5 points in fantasy in this one. 140 in the air on 9 catches and a touchdown. Chris Herndon, I know we talked about on the podcast Friday as well at the tight end position, comes through for you big. One of the best tight ends on the week. 17.2 points in fantasy with a touchdown and 82 yards on 6 catches. Chris Herndon, a legit tight end one going forward. That right there will do it for our game breakdowns of the week. Week 16 Championship Week. Hopefully, you had a lot of those studs in there, and we'll talk about even more studs on tomorrow's podcast. We eating all day, bro. I'm hitting you every time. Every time you come as well, I'm going to hit you. I'm not going to be able to do that. You don't want no problems, bro. You are my boy. I'm a man. It's about to get ugly. I want to score. Do you don't want to talk so much, time Alright, so this is it right here. This game will likely determine multiple people's championship win or losses in the last game of Week 16 between the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders. Denver being given the 60% chance to win this game and they are 2.5 favorites for Denver. Chances are you didn't start Case Keenum unless you're like me and you kind of had to, in which case, yes, I did start Case Keenum. hoping for a big day for him today. Um, I'm really kind of torn on how I think this game is going to go. I do think Denver has the best chance to win this game, obviously, But Oakland, I could see coming out fired up and putting up some points. Oakland and Derek Carr have been looking very good the past couple weeks, and this is possibly their last game in Oakland Stadium. I could see them coming out with a little bit more passion and fire, trying to get a win in their final game in the black hole, though. So for Denver, Case Keenum, if you started him, You're likely going to get something where he throws for like 150 to 200 yards and maybe a touchdown at best two. So you're not looking for a huge day for him. You're likely going to get something mediocre or middle-tier quarterback is what he's been all year long. At the wide receiver position, uh, I'm really liking Tim Patrick in this one. I do think that he's got the best matchup. I think he has a chance to get you about 12 points. Um, I, I just... I don't know what it is about Tim Patrick. Um, I picked him up in a couple leagues this week based on that matchup. I again really like what uh, he's shown the past couple weeks. He's looked to be their big play threat. Um, and has made multiple good plays for them. I like him this week. Has developed a nice little relationship with Case Keenum. I also like Deshaun Hamilton in this one as well. He's not. The most flashy player, but he's a great route runner. He does a good job catching the ball, obviously. If you've seen him, his hands, they're awesome at Penn State, now in Denver. Um, he's someone who's going to get you like that 6-7 catches for like 50 yards, but in a PPR, hey, that still adds up to about 11 points, especially if you're playing a full-point PPR, so I like Deshaun Hamilton tonight. It's a running back position. Obviously, Philip Lindsay is a must-start. I know he struggled the past couple weeks. I expect him to bounce back in this one, get you about 15-16 to 16 points, Phillip Lindsay going to have a big day here for the Oakland Raiders. I do think that Derek Carr is worthy of starting tonight. Again, he's been having a couple good games. Struggled a little bit last week compared to what he had been doing, um, but has looked good. Uh, and this Denver Broncos defense just doesn't scare me anymore. Uh, with all the injuries they've had, uh, this secondary and linebacking core has just not been quite what they were. I think Derek Carr could have a good game here. I like Jordy Nelson as well. Nelson, uh, the past four weeks, has actually been a top 15 wide receiver with as much as he's been targeted, catching the ball, and getting his receptions. Uh, I like Jordy Nelson this week, and I'm an idiot, guys. I was looking at the wrong thing here. Uh, So, Jordy Nelson's been a top 36 option, which I know sounds horrible when you put it that way, but... 14.7, 7.8, and 11.8 points the past couple weeks. He has been getting much better compared to what we saw earlier in the year, including like a negative 2-point performance from him or 0.2-point performance. Uh, So Jordy Nelson has been targeted more often, looks to be the guy that he is going to. And then, of course, if you've got Jared Cook, you have to play him. Chances are he's their best play option at the moment on offense, likely going to be the best option going forward, at least in this game. Although, if I'm being honest, I hope he doesn't go too off tonight because I am going against him with the 12-point lead uh, in the Denver Broncos defense, so I'd like him to keep it under 10 points if possible, but that's likely not going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, and then At the running back position, uh, I really don't like Doug Martin going up against this front line uh, for the Denver Broncos while the linebackers have struggled. They still have one of the best defensive lines in the game. I do think that they're going to be able to slow Doug Martin down, but I do like Jalen Richard as well. Uh, and I have this Denver Broncos winning this one fairly easily even though Oakland will be playing their final game likely in the black hole tonight. So that is going to do it for today's podcast. Like I said, trying to keep it short as I know it is the holiday season and everybody's trying to enjoy some time with their families. Uh, tomorrow I will likely be back. Uh, I don't want to... Con- Don't want to commit completely to that. Obviously, with it being Christmas, I'd love to be able to spend some time with my family, two young kids, opening presents and everything. So, might have a podcast finishing the breakdown of the last eight games as well as uh, the Monday night football game, but if I don't get to it tomorrow, I will definitely have that up Wednesday, at which point, again, I'll kind of go into a little bit more further discussion on what's going to happen going forward. With the podcast. I know I addressed it a little bit last week, but just to give you guys a little bit more details, I think I've kind of narrowed down for sure what days I'm going to put stuff out on. And then I've already got some feedback from some of the listeners on what you guys would like me to talk about, as well as talking about dynasty prospects, roster stuff. Like I said, we'll go over. All kinds of of stuff that I've got planned for the off season to keep you guys entertained. And again, in Dynasty, there is no off season, which is why, at least in my opinion, is the best fantasy football format to play. Uh, so, if you guys play in Dynasty, we will be bringing you guys all kinds of content to do with your rosters, people to trade for, people to trade away, as well as rookie talk in the coming weeks here after bowl season, and of course. We will talk about the big bowls this weekend as we have the New Year's six bowls and of course the playoffs going on this weekend. I will definitely preview those as well as talking about some of the top prospects in those games later on this week. So Again, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast. If you have time, please give it a rate and review. I would really appreciate it. And have yourselves a Merry Christmas. I hope that you and your families get everything that you guys want. You're able to spend enough time with your loved ones, as that's what this is all really about, if we're being honest. Uh, And I hope you guys just have yourselves a Merry Christmas. From my family to yours, enjoy it. And and just, like I said, Merry Christmas and i don't even know what else to say guys Uh, really just have yourselves a this has been a horrible end to the podcast guys and i I can't edit it out because i'm stupid and i don't believe in editing stuff out even when i make mistakes so let's try this all over again really really quick one last time From my family to yours, everybody have yourselves a Merry Christmas with your families. Much love. Enjoy it. Hope you guys get everything that you want. And uh, for those parents, your kids, have a wonderful Christmas. Congratulations on all the hard work I know you guys do from one parent to another uh, in keeping your kids happy in this stressful time of year and everything. So Merry Christmas. You guys have a great day. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk either tomorrow or on Wednesday. Peace. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your pop on ready. Do you got your pop on ready? I can't like the whole line ready. It is the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for the team. No one up above his head. They can't jump with me, Godly. Oh, they tackle at the forty-yard line. Who can make a play? I can't. Who can make a play? I can't. <laughs> <I> can. <laughs>